0: Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. Oh, what a wonderful Lord we serve. Truly, what a wonderful Lord we serve. Today I was reading, I finished, in fact, all of Hosea and Joel. And I'm thinking today as I'm reading the scriptures, the love of God. Oh, the love of God. Who can understand the love of God? No one. His love is beyond our understanding. And He loves you. He said, I loved thee with an everlasting love. He said that to Israel and He says it to you today. And today I'm going to minister on the Incarnation. Because Christmas is tomorrow and we are going to be experiencing something very precious, I believe, the coming new year because as we celebrate Christmas Eve tomorrow and then Christmas on Saturday, I believe this is going to be a very uh, glorious beginning. Truly, I believe that for the church. I believe the Lord is going to give us an amazing in-depth revelation of himself. Because, you know, God works in seasons. You look at the book of Acts, you know, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, you know, the Holy Spirit descended. Right on time, Jesus came, Uh the Bible says, in due time, you know, he came. So God Almighty, I believe, is, is about to do something very, very powerful worldwide. And Jesus, I give you the praise for what you're, you're about to do in our lives. Lord, I pray you'll bless your wonderful people today as I minister the word to them. That your word will be life changing today, life changing in Jesus' name and God's people said amen. All right. I want to begin reading John, the gospel of John, chapter one. I'd like you to follow with me from verse one right through verse 16. And I'm going to show you amazing revelations of who the Lord is. Because you know, when, when we celebrate Christmas, I think often people don't realize the miracle the real amazing miracle that took place, that the I am became flesh. You have to understand, you know, when when Moses said, whom shall I say sent me to God? He said, say I am, tell him I am. Well, that word I am in, in Hebrew is quite a deep word. You know, the translation says, I am that I am. Yehyeh, Asher But it has such a deep meaning uh, that it's hard to even explain it. So the best way I can say it is I am the ever-present, ever-living, no beginning, no end God. I am the beginning, I'm the end, but frankly, God is. God has no beginning. He is the beginning. Like Jesus doesn't live his life. Jesus doesn't exist. He is existence itself. We live in him. We we exist in him. In him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. Uh, God does not live in eternity. He is eternity. Eternity lives in him. So God is. God doesn't have grace. He is grace. Grace is a person. His name is Jesus. God does not have power. He is all power. So power is Jesus. God doesn't have love. Love is a person. His name is Jesus. Mercy, he is mercy. Mercy is a person named Jesus and so on. So we have to understand when when God says I am, he was not saying I have. Because anybody who says I have has just said someone gave it to me. It's going to have an end. Anything with a beginning has an end. So even though the translation says, God says, I'm the beginning and I'm the end. It's not a pure translation of who God is because it's way beyond that too. Because anything, just think, think about any beginning has, has an end. God has no end. So God has no beginning. God is, God is and i know our finite minds can't understand on that because we we were programmed with a start and finish something that begins has to end you know so satan always says i have because he began he was created in other words jesus was not created he is the creator he is god almighty the same god who spoke to moses the same god who brought Israel out of Egypt, the same God who created the world and all that's in it became a baby in Bethlehem. The word was made flesh. So when Mary held him, she wasn't really holding him. He was holding her. Think about this. Mary is holding baby Jesus, but the real truth is he's, he's, he's holding her. You know, when the Lord walked on the Sea of Galilee, how could he walk on water? Because he's holding the water. Not the water holding him. He is holding it. The, the, the cross, did the cross hold him? No, he held the cross. Did the nails hold him? No, he held the nails. Did the grave hold him? No, he held the grave. So I always say, how can the grave hold the one who's holding it? That's why he rose from the dead. <laughs> Hallelujah. You like that, don't you there? Yes. I have Jeff Ferguson with me because we're finishing the book on the anointing. So, God is. And the one who is became a human being. So, Lord, I pray you'll help me understand this in Jesus' dearest name. Amen and amen. Because, see, we need to get a, a revelation of what really happened on Christmas. Like, what really happened? That the word of God became flesh. What, what does that mean? Okay. So it says in the beginning, I'm reading John chapter 1, verse 1 through verse 16. In the beginning was the word. What does that mean? It means the pre-existent word, the word from all eternity. In the beginning was the word. Well, again, there is no beginning. He is the beginning. In the beginning was the Word. Jesus is the pre-existent Word. He's the eternal Word, in other words. is a better way to say it. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. How beautiful is this? The same was in the beginning with God means that eternal Word is personal. Because it says, the same was in the beginning with God. With God means He's a personal word. There's fellowship between the Father and the Son. There's fellowship between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There's fellowship then with you and with me. If 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 God can have fellowship with his Son and his Holy Spirit, then he can have fellowship with you and he who is the Word. And you know what the Word means? It's the revelation of who God is. So when, when people ask you, who is Jesus? Well, he is the total revelation of who God is to humanity. No man has seen God at any time, you know? But Jesus came in the flesh so we can see him. We can know him. He is God in the flesh. He's the glory of God in the flesh. He's the love of God in the flesh. He's the mercy of God in the flesh. He is all that God is in the flesh. So Jesus is. He's the will of God in the flesh. Just think about, if you say, well, what is God like? Quite simple answer. Look at Jesus. Just look at Jesus. Because Jesus is everything that God is. And he came in the flesh to show us Who God is. So, number one, he's eternal. In the beginning, or in eternity, was the word. And then the word was with God. He's personal. Watch what it says now. All things were made by him. Wow, he's the creative word then, right? He's the word that creates. All things were made by him means... He's the creator. So think about those revelations as I'm talking. Maybe you you may may want to write them down. And this is just in John chapter 1. This is just the gospel of John. From verse 1 to verse 16, you have these amazing revelations of who is Jesus. He is the eternal word, personal word, creative word. What, What else? Without him was not anything made that was made. And then it says this. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. So being that he is life, he is the life giving word. Now you know when you hear people speak, they they don't give you life. Words don't give you life. Jesus is the word of life. In him we live and move and have our being. By his word, it says in Hebrews, he holds all things by the part of his word. So he who is the word is keeping your heart beating and is keeping your life physically. Daniel said to Belshazzar, he said, the God in in whose hand your life is, in whose hand your life is, you've mocked him by uh, taking the golden vessels from the temple and drinking and getting drunk with your ministers. When the hand came on the wall, the writing on the wall. What a powerful statement. Your life is in his hand. He is the amazing life-giving word. What else? Let's look at verse 5. And the light shineth in darkness... And the darkness comprehended it not, or could not overpower it. So not only is it the life-giving word, he's the light-giving word. So, Jesus is the eternal word. Jesus is the personal word, so we can know him. Jesus is the creative word. Jesus is the life-giving word. And number five, he's the light Giving word. Let's keep going. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness. To bear witness of the light. That all men through him might believe. He was not that light. But was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light. Which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. What does it mean? He lighteth every man means he illuminates us. He is the word of revelation. He is the illuminating word. So anytime he speaks, he reveals himself. Isn't that glorious? So tomorrow, we're going to, oh, tomorrow is Christmas Eve, we're going to celebrate, and then the next day we're going to celebrate the birth of Jesus. You know, Oh, little town of Bethlehem. Beautiful. Silent night, holy night. Very, very nice. Come, all ye faithful. Joyful and triumphant. Very, very nice. But they don't really tell the story. You know, I mean, people sing Christmas songs, Oh, come, let us adore him. Um, Yet some of those hymns contain what I'm, what, what I'm teaching. Some of those amazing hymns that people sing at Christmas time. But I don't think people are paying attention to what are they mm-hmm. listening to, you know. Mm-hmm. So here we, we have something beautiful. The illuminating word. The word that reveals. And that revelation is life changing. You know, Christianity is a revelation. It's not a religion. It's a revelation. And the revealer of that revelation is the Holy Spirit. So, you know, when people say, it's a religion, oh, no, 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 not, not at all. It's a fellowship, more than a fellowship. It's a life, yeah? But it's also a revelation. Religion doesn't reveal anything. Religion is bondage. Religion is, you have to do, 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 and then at the end you don't get nothing. There's no promise of life eternal. Nothing like that. Yet we are promised so much in the Bible, and all we have to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And believe doesn't mean to mentally accept, because then even the devils believe. Believe means to trust him, to rely on him, to be completely dependent on the Lord for our salvation. To believe means, Lord, I give you my life and I trust you to keep it unto life eternal because I don't trust myself. Believe means live your life in me and I surrender to your life. Not that I'm going to live on my own and hope I make it. The Christian life has nothing to do with trying to live it. Jesus didn't say try or try harder. He said surrender. He said, come unto me, all you labor, and I'll give you rest. In other words, you just come to me and I'll do the rest. Isn't that beautiful? Come unto me and I'll do the rest. So Christianity is, let the Lord live his life in you and through you. So you're not living or trying to live the Christian life. No, let him live the Christian life in and through you. And that simply means you surrender. Surrender is the simplest thing in life. I just surrendered to this chair I sat on. I didn't even think about it. Jeff came and sat on that chair. He didn't check those legs to make sure they're going to hold him. He just surrendered. We surrender to the Lord daily. Think how many times you surrender to a chair or to the engine in your car or to people. When you fly on a, on a plane, you, you surrender to the to the pilot, who's who literally your your life is in his hands. If he pushes the wrong button, you're gone. Think about how, how how often we surrender to all kinds of things. We even surrender to things we don't even understand what we're surrendering to. Example, you know, back years ago, of course, now it's different. But back years ago when you went to a doctor, he would give you a little piece, piece of paper, and he'd scribble something on it, and nobody could even read what he said. You take that paper to the pharmacy, and they give you supposedly whatever he, he scribbled on, and nobody can read and you believe that whatever he put on that nobody can understand is going to help you. That's surrendering to a piece of paper with some words that you can't even understand or read, but you surrender. Or the doctor says uh, he sends your your prescription to the pharmacy, and you go there, and you have no clue, because all those pills look alike, you have no clue it's going to really help you. And, you take that pill and you surrender to the pill and you believe it's going to help you take away your headache, take away your pain. People do it every day. They surrender to pills, they surrender to chairs, to pilots, to engines in their car. They surrender to all kinds of things. And they believe it's going to be okay. Well, that's called faith in something. But here we're talking about the Lord. Wow. So it says in verse 10, he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, his own received him not. But watch this. As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name. So the Jewish people did not receive him when he came the first time. They, they will when he returns the second time. But look what verse 12 says. As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. You know what that means? He's the saving word. He's the one who saves. So he's the eternal word, personal word, Creative word, life-giving word, light-giving world, illuminating, illuminating, illuminating or re- revealing word, and then He is the saving word. Now watch this, and the Word was made flesh. That is so mind-blowing. I can't even talk, about, you know, enough about it. The Word became flesh. Christmas. Oh, that's what all Christmas is all about, and the Word, the incarnation. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Even in a manger in Bethlehem he came. We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So not only is he the saving word, he is the incarnate word. He is the word that became flesh, the incarnation. I want to talk about this in just a few moments. Let me finish now this beautiful list. John bare witness of him and cried saying this was he of whom I speak he that cometh after me is preferred before me for he was before me and of his fullness have all we received grace for grace is the gracious word now here we have a list of amazing revelations of the Lord Eternal word, personal word, creative word, life-giving word, light-giving word, illuminating or revealing word, saving word, incarnate word, gracious word. Wow. Gracious word. Gracious. He's too gracious to force himself on any one of us. The gentle shepherd now let me let me talk to you before i pray about what it means and the word was made flesh think think about this we are not going to need our bible in heaven because we're going to see the bible this this bible will not be raptured with me because this is the written word and there's some beautiful things in it i have messages from oral roberts and my children written in this Bible that I've had for years and years. I've cried over this beautiful book. I I put it in my bed many, many, many nights. I sleep with it, frankly. I sleep with it on my pillow. And for years I've done it. But I'm not going to take it with me to heaven. I don't need it with me in heaven. Because I'm going to see the living word. So here the word is in print, but it's only a part of it. The full word of God. I'm going to see and you're going to see. You know, John said that which was from the beginning in first John, that which was from, in other words, the word, that which was from the beginning, which we have seen. I'm reading first John chapter one. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. Wow! What we heard, now we are looking at. That which we have heard and that which we have seen now with our eyes. In a precious and we've handled we've touched so every time Peter touched the hands of Jesus he was touching the Bible in flesh everything Moses spoke everything Joshua spoke everything the prophets spoke became flesh the word was made flesh and like I said, when Mary held him, no, he was holding her because he's the word. Now let's talk about something else. Where did his body come from? Did his flesh, where, where did it come from? Did it come from dust like your and my, my body? No. Because see, if, if the body of Jesus came from dust, it has to go back to it. Because God says from dust you are, to dust you return. But the body of Jesus did not come from dust. It's the word of God. Therefore, think about this. The word was crucified. Isn't that powerful? The word was buried. And the word rose from the dead. That's why it says in God's word that corruption could not hold him. Why? Because there's no corruption in his body. Thou will not suffer your holy one to see corruption so had Jesus not risen from the dead being that he is the word he would still his body would still be intact forever because it never came out of dust and if his since his body never came out of dust what did we what would it go back into so the resurrection is a must. It's a must. Thou will not suffer your Holy One to see corruption because there's no corruption in Him. He is the Word of life, He is the Word of God, and He rose from the dead. When people question the resurrection, they question everything about the Bible. Because if there's no res- resurrection, there is no salvation. There, there, there is no Christian faith. The resurrection. Is the completion. Of the message of salvation. And when he rose from the dead. That gives you and I the guarantee. We will. Be raised from the dead. We will live. Eternally. With him in glory. I pray this Christmas will be a christmas of revelation beginning really today that you will that you will ask god lord let me really know what this is all about let me understand more why you came to earth and the final answer is quite simple not only that he would save us and give us life eternal but to unite himself to us and us to him. Knock, knock. To unite us with him. So shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. God spoke those words about Adam. And Paul said, this is about Jesus and the church. It's not about man and woman. It's about Jesus and the church. To become one, in the clearest, most powerful. It's hard to explain that because I don't think we have the capacity mentally to understand oneness with God. Jesus said that they may be one as we are. I and them, you and me, that they may be one in us. We don't even understand the Trinity mentally. I mean, we, we can go as far as our minds allow us and then trust God for the rest. But think about oneness with God. We shall be like Him as He is. He will change our vile body to look, to, to look like His body. Oh, what a Savior. Lord, give them that truth this beautiful Christmas season. Give them that truth, Lord. Let them walk in it. Let them live in it. And let them be shining lights. The world will see you in them. In Jesus' holy name. Lord, I pray give them most a most blessed, a most blessed day today, and a most blessed day tomorrow. The most blessed day Saturday and from there on. that 2022 will be an amazing year of revelations. In Jesus' name. God's people said Amen and Amen. I've had such a blessed time talking to you today. And now it's time to give to the Lord. You know, it's his birthday. It's not our birthday, it's his birthday. So let's give him the gift today. Let's give him that offering today. And say, Lord, I love you. Thank you for coming to the world to save my soul. So I'm going to ask you to give right now to the Lord's work. And as you give, just say, dear Jesus, I thank you for coming to save me. Um I'm so grateful, I thank you that you came to earth that I might know you and walk with you forever. What a precious salvation. And as you give today, this gift you're you're making is going to go to the spreading of the message of the gospel. We begin on uh, TV uh, the next few days and then we're going to expand and of course we're also releasing our own network on uh, on social media. But now, let's give to the Lord and let's trust Him for an amazing, blessed year, 2022. Lord, let it be so. No lack. No lack. Just lift your hands and say, no lack, Father, in Jesus' name, in 2022. Amen and amen. All right, you can sow your seed by just sowing right there on the platform you're watching me on to Benny Hinn Ministries, for Benny Hinn Ministries. Or just simply go to uh, our website, benihinn.org, or simply you can text BHM45777 and a most blessed Christmas. And now we know a little more about Christmas. huh? Much love. I'll see you tomorrow for another beautiful time. Bye-bye.